Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to March Sadness, presented by Vanessa House Beer Company. Visit their tap room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. There's been construction going on, but their street is open now. Celebrate their three-and-a-half-year anniversary party on Saturday, March 28th. You can find information about that, other events, and new beers on social media. Just search Vanessa House Beer Company. That's just Deloitte's, too. Let me hit some ASMR real quick. That's me. That's me. My endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who we got in the studio? Do you want to count them down? Uh, I'm James Nim, uh, local hero. <laughs> <laughs> local gadabout. <laughs> Um, yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Visit me at robotsafecity.com. Boom. I'm Matt Jewett. Local disappointment. <laughs> Jesus. I think I said that the last time I was on I think you, you did, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Brendan Nutter. Damn. Yeah. Your voice came through real nice on the mic. You both have silky Brendan. Smooth. I'm Brendan Nutter. I'm Brendan. Nah, um, thanks for coming through, fellas. Appreciate your time, of course. Uh, even though you're busting my balls about the bracket. You said you, you, you said emo, I came running, and then I saw the bracket. and was like, the fuck is this? I thought you said emo. You're like, emo, question mark. Yeah, no, Silverstein, not happy. There's no Kid Cudi on here? Fuck this. <laughs> I mean, the I, seminal emo. I, uh, yeah, Kid Cudi and uh, Tyler, the creator. Boom. Oh, That's my favorite emo. Emo to the extreme. Earl Sweatshirt. Mm. Chum. All right, so white white, white emo bands. Yeah. White only. <laughs> yeah, to be to get into this bracket, that you had to be a white Caucasian male for sure. Apparently, what? There's only one white Caucasian male and at the drive-in, but we're about to get rid of them. So, <laughs> oh, there's a tape. Oh, uh, so I talked to you guys a little bit about just kind of leading up how we've landed on this uh, bracket, kind of where the idea came from and such. Um, again, I appreciate you guys coming through and uh, helping me whittle this bitch down. But we can just jump right into it. Uh, we did a accompanying poll on social media for each of the matchups, so we'll check that out um, before we get into each matchup. And so the first one we have is uh, Panic at the Disco versus the format. Uh, Panic at the Disco took that one 68% by Bogus. 68% on okay. the awesome. social media poll. What do you guys think about that? Let's start with James. Um, I'm going with the format just because... I think they're a way better band. They're, I consider both of them emo bands too, which in this bracket, and some of these bands I don't really consider emo bands. So there's a lot of bands out here that I think I'm going to like Nick's, even though I like them better than their opponent. Yeah. But for Criteria, I think the format, it's like, it's not a screamo or anything, but I do consider them an emo band. And I Definitely. do think they're a way better band than Panic at the Disco. That's been like the big yes. uh, conversation. Um, the last episode with Josh from Boys Podcast, he was like, Talking about before we even did, did the episode, I think we the first iteration of the bracket that he saw, he saw Alkaline Trio. Not a like, fucking well, emo. They're band. not an emo band. They're not like, not a fucking like, emo band. Okay, and then so when we got to the matchup, it was Alkaline Trio versus Story of the Year. I was like, well, you picked Story of the Year then, right? Because Alkaline Trio is not an emo band. And Josh says, no, well, 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 Story uh, of the Year is not an emo band either. He's terrible. like, well, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> like the best Josh I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> my God, he's gotten into himself. In the, in the trouble saying things on the podcast before, and it's hilarious. I have to tell you guys in a minute, but it <laughs> yeah. cracks me up. Yes, he, tell me all My the guy things. was backtracking. It was hilarious. 
Uh, but man, I agree. The format and they're making a comeback, so I love to see that. I didn't know sure. that. that. That's good news. They're for me. playing yeah. like five shows. Yeah. It fucking sucks. They're not playing anywhere close. I bet they play next year. Though. It's usually so that'd be legit. It's gonna be Nate and Sam, and they're gonna be like, oh, awesome. we don't hate each other. Let's they're gonna and they're gonna sucks. and and it's gonna be like the beginning of fun. But instead of playing format songs, they're just gonna play shitty fun songs. Probably not. Hopefully not. I bet they play like a couple. Dude, I fuck heavily with Amon Ignite. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But that first fun record is. When they had what's his name from Steel Train, I like Jack Antonoff, man. Yeah, I like both the fun records, honestly. Dude, can I, I, I even like that Pink song with Nate Roos? I like that. Like that melody fun. and those harmonies are <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, That's a piece of like pop magistry. Right it there. Yeah, was. Oh yeah. Have you said your piece, James? I yeah, I'm done. Uh, I, for the exact opposite reason, am picking Panic at the Disco. Oh my God, I do no. not think that the format is an emo band. I love the format dearly. I saw them, I think, half a dozen times back in the day. Um, but I think that the format is very much so a pop band. And I mean, in the best, purest sense, a pop band. I'll accept that because they're not. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't consider them a pop I digress. I don't consider them a pop punk band. So if you would have said that, they're not a pop band. Yeah, they're band. a pop band. Definitely not. They're a pop, pop band. But and, pop. For sure. The, you know, in this, but this, yeah, and this gets into the gripe that Matt Pryor has about the word emo. Yeah. Which he's, I've heard him say a million times in interviews. He's just like, what music isn't fucking emotional? Why are we calling it emo? Yeah. <laughs> the, you want to talk about, you were calling Mike Allen the angry man who yells at Cloud about emo. Matt Pryor is the angry old man <laughs> yells at Cloud of emo. <laughs> it's oh, a massive man. asshole. Well, it's just funny. <laughs> like, that's been like the, honestly, the funnest thing part of doing this is every episode people being like but i don't think that's emo and i'm like the fuck like (laughs) what is then the format is not a fucking emo band and i fucking hate panic at the disco i hate panic at the disco maybe that's like driving this i I, i'm the same way i hate panic but i'm gonna pick panic because i just don't think that the i don't think that the format meets the criteria of what an emo band is and panic at the disco was such but they're not. But they were. But Panic at the Disco was also like. They're not that much of an emo band either, though. Like Panic or Panic at the Disco. They have one record. That, their first record. Are you fucking they kidding one, me? Their first record, record was emo. Yeah, the fuck. first record. Are you fucking kidding but me? Like they're they, like doing like Sergeant Pepper they, kind the, of shit. And like I know. Pretty covers. odd. Pretty odd was very uh, Sergeant Pepper. But those uh. first two albums are like, defi- like second wave defining emo. As much as I hate a lot of second wave emo, I concur. I. I'm the wrong age to like the emo I like, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, no, they, they defined that. Like they defined what fueled by ramen was going to be them and fallout boy did. I don't know. Man. I think fallout boy came before panic, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pete once heard, uh, Pete once heard their MySpace somehow and took it to the guy who's not Vinny from less than Jake at fueled by ramen at the time. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. With Fallout Boy, like I first heard Grand Theft Auto, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is badass." Yeah, that, that was my like, jam. I yeah, remember. Right, since not tragedy. Yeah, that. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, too. Uh, from under the cork tree, man, that lines up a little bit more closely with that first Panic record, yeah. and that was the direction the sound went. Yeah, it was it was the hair metal of emo. <laughs> <laughs> what a great descriptor! <laughs> that second wave, it's hair, it's fucking hair metal with dance tracks, right? Well, Brendan, what's your contention? I'll be the tiebreaker and say the format. Oh, oh my ah, god! Yes, I yeah. did not expect the. I panic. did not see the. For- this is they are a fucking Cinderella. Holy shit! I, I do not like Panic of the Disco for one. I hate Brendan Urie. 
but I mean, because he stole your name. N- no, it's spelled differently. Oh, okay, that's right. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't like Brendan Yuri. I just kind of I don't know just how I am, but yeah, I just I, I dig the format sound kind of just. Do dog problems? Every time Spring rolls around, I'm bumping dog problems. Uh, dog problems is an amazing album front to back. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those ones that you don't need to skip a fucking track on it for sure. That one's like the least of their emo albums for sure. Like Intervention, <laughs> that's Lullab- the most poppy. Is like Intervention and Lullabies is very close but, to pop punk or emo. <laughs> I don't know. I just like that's like saying Limbeck was an emo band because they were on Doghouse at the same time yeah. as Say Anything. All right, all right. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry that I'm right and you all are wrong. Flash <laughs> well, just ran this whole bracket I mean, by Matt. I the guess format James. Just, the format just won. I am the I am the arbiter. <laughs> <laughs> I am the arbiter of all things emo. Okay, I'll be sure to consult you next time. I'm not gonna beat you in a history lesson about emo. I know that. <laughs> God damn. Well, let's move on to the next matchup. That's definitely an upset, but I love it. I'm um, not mad about next it. Next up, we got uh, say anything versus the used. Uh, the used took that on social sixty percent. What? Yeah, I agree. Wow. Yeah. I thought we were gonna be friends. We're starting this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, who started? You started, I started last one. Matt, you can go ahead. Are you fucking kidding me? Say anything, hands down, the best second wave emo band ever. When I sent this, I was like, okay. There's a few where I'm like, I think I know who will pick what. When I saw that, I was like, oh, he's going to pick Say Anything. Yeah, no, sure. absolutely. I mean, that. yeah, it's, they're the, they're the only true blue good second wave. They got weird at the end, but, um, I mean, I don't, I think you could look at the impact that those first, I hesitate to say three because three is kind of where I start ducking out on say anything, but that influenced third wave so much that especially uh, is a real boy. Yeah. Like sentinelly influential. It's, it's, I would, I would call, I would go as far as to say that is the something to write home about of second wave emo. This was a big point of discussion too when I was talking to Josh and Robbie, really everybody I've had on is, is there a cutoff? for when bands stop doing emo, are they no longer considered an emo band in quotes? Mm. Or is it always an emo band because those thir- first three albums were definitely emo, where their first album was emo for sure. The criteria, yeah, I think that's, I, that was part it's of my tough. criteria is, were they ever an emo band? What? Because I mean, I think you could look at every single fucking one seed and at some point they petered out and weren't an emo band anymore. Agreed. Um, Paramore and Fallout, Bo- really well, Paramore. Romance Fo- maybe. Yeah, I, I did I, say yeah. yesterday when discussing with a friend about this. But Fallout Boy, that, that is a textbook, complete genre heel turn, in my opinion. That's like some pro wrestling level <laughs> heel turn. <laughs> no, yeah, read a like, rock on God, <laughs> on God, on God, <laughs> on God. Uh, yeah, no, that's anything. my thoughts on say anything. Okay. Uh, what about you, James? Um, oh, wait, did you go last last time? Yes, did go last. Why don't you go ahead and go? Sorry, okay. James. That's cool. So I did the used, um, just now because the their uh, their self titled album just kind of like was one of my staple albums whenever I was growing up in middle school, and I just kind of like the taste of ink and buried myself alive are just my jams and kind of like encapsulated what emo meant to me personally, right. and so I just you know that that's kind of like where I I come from. I I don't know. I can't really get as too descriptive about it but it's just like i i can listen to those albums constantly and just kind of the like, generational thing too i think is yeah important. how old are you again uh, i will be 30 in a couple of weeks yeah i'm Brendan? 26 26 so yeah. that is wow that's a really weird i'm 10 years older than you fuck <laughs> <laughs> you're 36 I'm, i just turned 36 wow damn 
I would not have guessed that. that. Yeah, 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 because I still listen to emo. My I don't age physically. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, have you have you seen? Have you? He's like Benjamin Button of emo. <laughs> have you seen Josh's hair? The, the emo will age you. <laughs> it's all, it's all that's the stress. Stuff. Yeah, hating stuff will age you. Well, Josh and I are in a fickle boat. Then. <laughs> Man, the use. Okay. Okay. Cool. Are you done? Or? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, I, I. By the way, I respect that answer. Yeah. Um. This is kind of a tough matchup for sure. I think the use like taste of ink. Even though I don't like, I just burped really loud. That's okay. And this mic. <laughs> Even though, like, I don't really like that song, I think it's, like, quintessential, like, for the majority of the population emo. Like, I feel like that's, like, what people think emo is. And, uh, but if, in this matchup, I think if we're, like, going on the best player in this matchup, I think it's Max Bemis and uh, his work with Say Anything and Two Tongues and everything. I'm going with Say Anything. Fuck yes. That's awesome. Hey, we're taking a break from the episode to talk about a local organization that's really near and dear to me called Calm Waters. Founded in 1992, Calm Waters is the only non-faith-based grief center located in central Oklahoma, helping children and families who have experienced a loss due to death, divorce, or other significant loss. This nonprofit organization, located off of Northwest Expressway in Meridian, offers free support groups at their center and in 11 school districts, as well as provide private pay counseling, parenting seminars, and workplace crisis services. To learn more, visit www.calmwaters.org or call 405-841-4800. Again, that's Calm Waters. Now back to the episode. I was hoping for some upset, so I was you guys gri- keep it coming. I was <laughs> gripping so heavily. <laughs> okay, this one. Oh, man, I should have started with Matt on this one. This is a hot button one. That's okay. Uh, we'll start with Brendan on this one. I think uh, Brendan's a good person to start with on this one. Next he already, up, he yeah. already knows what I'm going to pick. We, I do. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to pick, too, because you're 26. He was literally on the episode that we did about Seosin. So yes, is, uh, we got Seosin, Jimmy World, in this next matchup. Um, Jimmy World actually took this 83% on Fucking social. Fucking duh, wow. they did. Because shocked me, not Because the lie. band that should win this bracket is not a band without Jimmy World. On God. On God. Uh, Brendan, yeah. speak to it. I pick Seosin. Yeah, I just, their their first album uh, just really was one of my favorite, like seven years. You're talking just, Anthony Green, Seosin. Yes, yes, Anthony okay. Green. And then getting into Cove, like whenever they went to their self-titled, I mean, I can listen to that album. I said it on that, that episode too. You can listen to that album from start to finish and there's not a song I will skip. Like that album is just so perfect. And uh, one of the songs, You're Not Alone, I mean, like, that just like encapsulates what emo means to me. Like, it's just, you know, it's just a very, very emotional song and talks, you know, to all the emo youth, you know, you're not alone. We're all in this together type thing. Like, you know, almost like they're a cult. And it's just like that whole album, just from start to finish, just perfect. You know, I don't know. I just like, I, that was just one of the uh, the emo bands or emo albums that I listen to daily. Right. James, what about you? Um, Man, I feel bad because I don't really know Seosin that much. But also, Jimmy Wells was one of the first bands somebody told me was emo. And I just... Uh, I got a lot of good memories with Jimmy Worlds. And I got to I gotta go with Jimmy World. And Bleed American, a seminal record. I will also add that I love Jimmy World. That was like a really hard... Th- sure this you is do. one of the... Okay. <laughs> This is one. Of, <laughs> this is one of. 
God this is it. one of the matchups that I had a really tough time with. Like this one and one of the one one of the ones that are coming out just like really like kind of destroying me. Because sweetness is like an, a song I will belt out in my car like s- every single time it comes on. And the same thing you Is know, it because you're listening? Uh <laughs> he did that same are damn you, joke. Are you listening? On our listening. damn it's too good. American episode. It's too, good. I, it's too good not to repeat. I still remember being like a freshman in high school and like my high school football team going 0 and 10. And at the end of the year, they played like a like a slideshow of their season. Of and, them losing. And they played <laughs> they played the middle during it. It's like Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they did. Don't let this be off yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you're all right, guys. Yeah. Oh good my try. God. That's, That's thing. hilarious. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> oh it was God. pretty awesome. That's amazing. I think everybody wow. it was well received by everybody. Well received. And, uh, Jimmy World. Uh all right. They wrote the middle because they got an email from a fan talking about how she got bullied and was wrote a song to her about how it's gonna be okay. That's the most emo shit ever. I actually didn't know that. Don't yeah. write yourself off yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what inspired him to write that. Second of all, I think it is inarguable that something to write home about is one of the most sentinel emo records of all times. We're talking about whoa. no, I know, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I, there, there's a link between the two bands. When Jimmy World put out Clarity, they were touring with Boys Life through Casey or Lawrence. Jim Suptic went to see them, went to band practice with a copy of Clarity and said, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Freaking shape their sound. Yeah. Like it, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Dude, when I saw them and they played Goodbye Sky Harbor, Ugh. it was like a fucking religious experience. It was crazy. <sighs> I couldn't believe they could play that live. Too. Also, they put out they put out a seven inch with Christy front drive, like the fucking emo, right? Right. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's Jimmy Eat World for me. Jimmy takes it, man. Sorry, Brendan. This is awesome. It's okay. I needed. I needed. That's, a, that's not really. Not, I mean, it's a three C taking an eleven. This is like now. a kind of an awesome lineup of judges, though, because there's like four, a lot of diversity. There's like six here. years between you and me and me and Matt, and there's like yeah, four there's, years between you and Brendan. Yeah, four yeah. years, six years, ten years. It's good. Yeah, I like it. Damn, I didn't even... Uh, no, I did plan that. <laughs> I was complimenting... Premeditated. I was complimenting you to someone who knows nothing about emo yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, just like a friend of mine. I was talking with her on the phone. She lives in a different state, so sometimes we talk on the phone. <laughs> like old oh, people. Cool. Uh, and I was just like, so I'm doing the most me thing ever <laughs> tomorrow. And explained it to her. I was complimenting on like how well you had thought out and structured this. And how like diverse you had kept it. Like the deciding process of the bracket was pretty fucking spread out and not concentrated. Right. Well, man, when I was putting this together, you know, it's like I had people in my head that I, I was like, mm-hmm. I gotta have fucking Matt. Especially after we did that Jimmy World episode, I was like, man, I gotta have Matt. For I have a treasure sure. trove of useless emo knowledge. <laughs> and then yeah, I kind of had you guys in mind from the beginning. Whenever I was like flighting out who I wanted on each episode, there was one episode where I was like, I want three people on that aren't from like a thing together. Like, because that's kind of what I did for each of the other ones. Like, I had Vanessa House and then Boys. And I was like, I want this one to be. Just I mean, like James three and I are people. in a domestic par- partnership. That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he <just> nervously laughs. <laughs> James love, is concerned. The love is fading. It's on and off. Ah, it's, back. it's a loveless marriage. You always come back. <laughs> it's not loveless. It's very passionate. You always it's come back like to each other, though. A lot of anger sometimes. 
<laughs> have I made you angry? Nah, just like, I don't know. Sometimes I think I can make you, I make you angry. Not at all. I love <laughs> you. I'm glad we hashed this out. That was the most emo thing ever. <laughs> Very apropos for the episode. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying, if you didn't right. say anything, though, you would have made him really angry. I oh, think that yeah, is true. Yeah. You did almost piss me. I mean, look at my he beard. He crushed the can, yeah. <laughs> can you post a picture of my beard yeah, can on your social? <laughs> Just like replay the sound that it made when he like dented it. This is if if you're listening to the episode, this is what I was doing with the can while James was talking about the first used record. (laughs) I got. I don't really know that record either. I just know that song, so it's just like okay. Well, say anything is better than that. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I look bloated. That Ace camera work. (laughs) All right, next matchup we got. AFI versus Death Cab for Cutie. This is going to be generational. We got 19% AFI, 81% Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, Who started last time? Was that? Uh, I think I did. Go ahead, James. Um, I'm going to go. I don't really. I know Death Cab for Cutie way more, but I I don't consider them an emo band at all. What? At all. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to (laughs) go AFI. Surprising. AFI's not an emo band. I know, but they're like emo. emo. Are you saying they are an emo band? No, they're not emo. Emo. Oh my God, I thought you were going to go the other way. (laughs) I think emo and punk punk and like pop punk are like tangential, like genres. And like Death Cat for Cutie is so far from that. Like I just, like I'm going to go AFI. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) The glove compartment is inaccurately named because there's nothing in there that will keep my hands warm. What the fuck? are you talking about? I mean, I'm going to use your argument that you use for like the format. I think like Death Cab for Cutie is a pop band. Oh, like an indie pop band, if anything. You've heard our friendship. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all have made some good progress. Too. Y'all were this doing like well. I think therapy. I'm about to lose. Like, you were over here like talking about not making him angry. Very vocal reactions <laughs> from me just make, announcing with the, my pick. I know. He he get, he bears his fucking heart and you I guys just shit said on thing. him. I'm about to lose. I, like, told- I, can hear, like, I hear it in both your voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor James. Yeah, we high five. Uh, <laughs> No, I told I told Harold yesterday. I was like, I'm sorry. I just care too much. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. It. Says a lot about me and the sad life I lead. Um, oh, okay, here's the deal. I think you're gonna touch probably on the newer stuff. So I'm gonna take it back to. Sam- oh, you're not. Well, Hol- go ahead. Speak holy fu- go for it. Go holy for fucking it. shit. Maybe we are best friends. Um, <laughs> dude, they were doing goth punk in like '93, and then they put out an alt rock record. Like the closest thing you could say to them having an emo record is sing the sorrow, which is with the leaves and the AFI logo. I will give you decidedly very emo, but they were a fucking punk band. Yeah, that's fine. They, but like, like I said, like I very much were punk a pop, and pop punk, punk band. They were a punk band. Emo. They were a punk band that put out one. I'm using big fucking air quotes right now. Emo record. And then went on to be a radio alt rock band. I mean, that's that's really what I would say is that they, they were, were closer to goth though than emo. No, though, it was right? goth punk. Yeah, they yeah. were doing like they were doing like, yeah, just that was just their vibe. Yeah, they wanted to be the Cramps. No, makes sense. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, Death Cab. I would I would even qualify Death Cab as probably. I get what you're saying with them being an indie rock band. Yeah, and I struggled with that a little bit. But like consistently lyrically, I think there's just no way to uncouple Ben Gibbard from emo. That's fine. I just like if you if the band doesn't have one song where the BPM and the beat just like poosh, 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 I don't consider them emo band. If they don't have like one song that's just like 
I have like a banger, like you, super you, fast. I just want you to know that you were pretty like spot on close to. Uh, are you? Were you saying that has to be the BPM for emo? But like, yeah, I'm not. It has to. No, that, to that like, was almost that was almost spot like, on to hold me down by Motion City. They just they have to have like one song <laughs> that like feels like that to me, and like, I don't feel like they do. Fair enough. For it to be emo, like I strongly girls disagree. not great. Like that for the genre, better. like everything can be e like we were talking earlier before that we recorded. Like everything's emotional, and like they covered a Smith word, song. Words get thrown around. It's like I don't consider like the Smiths emo. You know what I mean? I don't know how to describe this. Like. You isn't can be this, emotional without being emo. Adele should be on this list if it's just the about song, emotion. The sound of settling by Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, fit that yeah. BPM. sound of settling. All right, twenty more BPM. Twenty. <laughs> oh wait, that's that's the one I was talking about. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it should not be that. BPM. Also, also they're using also they're using um, octave power chords in that song. Huge emo move. Ah, fine. You're objectively wrong. <laughs> I mean, there we're just go. voting. He's going to set my vote. You set your he's vote. He's going to tell you why you're wrong every every matchup. I'm the, I'm the, That's I, fine. I'm like, I'm like the Fox News of emo. <laughs> Brent, Brandon, what do you think? Brandon. Brent. Uh, Brent. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, transit. Oh, I can't even pronounce it, but anyways. Transcendentalism? Trans yeah. Transcendentalism. <laughs> Transatlanticism. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's uh, one of my favorite songs. That was the first song I actually heard by Death Cab for Cutie. And that kind of got me into the whole album. And then just listening to everything, it just kind of spoke like emo to me. Like, I just, I don't know, the tonality of everything and how it fit and the lyrics and everything just kind of spoke emo. Like, I just, uh, Death Cab for Cutie for sure. Like, AFI, I just don't feel they're very emo to me. Like, man, that know. girl's not gray, though. That's like a. That feels like such a quintessential like emo. Yeah, no, I love that song. I love that record. I love a lot of AFI. But this is like the thing. This is the discussion of like, does that make them an emo band? I don't know. Like, I'm I'm gonna pick one of my favorite. I'm gonna pick against one of my all time favorite bands later, oh. based on that same criteria. I'm gonna do that too. I think I think I, might I think know. we're in the yeah. same place. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think it's on the other side yeah. of the bracket. Yeah, yeah. but then that. Uh, I will tell you though, I actually do really respect where you're coming from. Yeah. Because in that specific area that I was just pointing that the listeners can't see. Yeah, I think <laughs> I had that same debate with the band I'm gonna pick. Yeah. Oh shit. I, I, I that's, did. That's the biggest one to me though. I will talk about it later. When we yeah, get but like you and I are probably gonna have a long conversation about that. <laughs> Ad nauseum, I'm sure. I think that's gonna break our friendship. <laughs> no. Okay. And we'll oh, get that. to it. I'm yeah. I'm picking that. Okay, I'm picking. <laughs> well, and they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah. Okay, let's see what, what we got next. Okay, that's actually the... This this that, coming up is like the best matchup on the whole bracket. Yeah, we got... Yep. Uh, <clears throat> next up, we got My Chemical Romance versus Senses. Wait, you think it's the best matchup? I think this is a really tight matchup. I think this I is think, the hardest one. Uh, no, I think uh, they're... 87% My Chemical Romance, by I the way. I think it's wow. one of three, and I'm going to lose on this side of the bracket pretty consistently, I'm going to tell you. I really think this is the hardest one. This is really wow. tough. Oh, no, there are harder ones. Who'd we start with last? James? Uh, you started with me last. James, or Matt, go ahead. My Chem, no doubt. Uh, they were, I, I said yesterday, they were an emo band wire to wire, basically. I think oh, they, Danger Days gets a little weird. Um, and I actually saw them while they were touring Danger Days, one of the three times I saw them. Um, Noted fact about me, just to toot my own horn, toot toot. <laughs> Saw them in 04 at the Green Door downtown. That, but, wow. Uh, boys podcast, they just had 
Reggion, uh, yeah. Reggion, he, talking, he talked about no, that. No, I had a pretty long conversation with Reggie about that show. That's insane a that he booked Saturdays ago. Yeah, that I... Yeah, I, I, I played a benefit show for Chad Honeycutt that Reggie put on a couple of weeks ago. We put Shut Up Matt Jewett, pulled it out of the grave, um, and had a pretty extensive conversation with him about that show. But it's it's so hard because Census Fail is, I think, a very underrated emo band. I agree. Yep. I think they are incredibly underrated. They don't get their due yep. ever. They never get their due. And they're still out there doing the thing, and they're so fucking good. They're, they're yeah. fucking great. They they're just a play great. Tower not they're a ago. great studio band. They're a great live band. They seem to be oh. super sweet. They started shit with people on Warp Tour, which they're I always good. really liked. <laughs> yeah, good. I was at that. And the Warped fucking Tour too. okay, like bite to break skin, shit like that is just yeah. No, Census Fails does A1. not get their due. Both these bands are really good at calling out emo culture too. Like to their true. fan base, like, hey, this is fucking wrong. And to like, I don't know. They're both these I guys. totally agree with you. <laughs> so you went Mike Kim? I, yeah, Mike Kim hard, I, I, begrudgingly. But I think it's also just hard to overlook. Like, they're a one seed. They're the one one seed that I'm like, yeah, I fucking get it. Yeah. Because um, they went on to, what, 2006, 2007. Would it be wrong to say that they were possibly the biggest band on planet Earth? I mean, they're no. they're coming back this year. Our they Lord, sold out a tour in, th what, three hours? As if it's like okay. the heyday of emo. They sold out they an sold arena that shit out. Listen, I was in line. Like, Me too. I had my phone out ready to buy tickets for the Dallas show. I sat there for an hour refresh it. Yes, waiting for it to go. And then it said, don't refresh your page. We'll put you in line as soon as it refreshes by itself. It refreshed. It refreshed. 20,000 people in front of me. God 20, Oh my 000. God. And I sat there for an hour waiting for those tickets to go out. And I I got in the queue right when it allowed me to. 20,000 people. That's insane. I was blown away. And then by an hour or two later, every single ticket except for nosebleeds were sold right. out. And they were $300 a ticket. I was so just, just holy I, shit. I just posted about this like the other day on social was like, um, there's a there's a renaissance of emo going on in 2020. Oh yeah, 100%. I, I, I don't oh, completely yeah. agree with that. I think. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're I love getting my own medicine. Allow, yeah. Allow no, me just to, because it's, it, it's been fucking happening, man. That is true. It's it done been happening. That that whole, is true. That whole third wave that but Evan Weiss from Into It Over It was in charge it's of. It's all hitting. There's like some heavy hitters coming back now though, and everything's Census all hitting. Sense of and Bayside are together. I know like they're touring together. That's a huge lineup right there. Census Fail and Mike. I feel like Bayside gets a ton of the that credit that Census Fail should get. That would be like the yeah. fucking best show. That would be the shit. Brendan, speak to it. Okay, this was the hardest matchup I've ever had the, uh, you know, do ever, and um, I picked MCR. Wow. I love Census Fail. Uh, Let it unfold you and still searching were two albums that I actually bought. Yeah. Whenever I was, uh, you know, growing up, and I mean, Lady in the Blue Dress uh, is just the priest and the matador. I just, I freaking love uh, Let It Unfold You. What I else? Mean, yeah. When back in the uh, in the uh, BRT days, dude, like me and uh, shout out Zach Cater, we uh, we wow. used to have Let It Unfold You, the album in there, and we used to just like rock out to it. So you know? good. Yeah, it's just it, it was one of my favorite albums. But the first song I ever heard by MCR was um uh what was it uh helena oh wow and i i just i fell in love with that that song and then watching the music video like the feeling i got was just like holy crap this is dark like this is the darkest very anthemic know, that yeah. song especially and you know like how old were you when you heard that 
Oh God, I was. Let's see if that was 2004 was when uh, Three Cheers came out, right? Yeah. So I was 10. Oh my God. Holy shit. Yeah. I loved that album. <laughs> James, I mean, your face just glazed over like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was just like thinking about, I was like, well, it doesn't really matter who I pick right now. Harold, are you 30? <laughs> are you 30 yet? Or are you I'm 28. Yeah, you're, you're younger than me. That's what so I thought. What? James, you're the only person in this room who wasn't born in the 1990s. <laughs> but, That's fine. George, <laughs> the, George Orwell, 1984, baby. <laughs> The song that got me hooked on MCR though was uh, "It's Not a Fashion Statement, It's a Death Wish." That I love the the, the long emo titles that kills me every that time. That was the song. That this was jet the song set life that... is gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they do to guys like us in prison. <laughs> yep, I love that shit. I never told you what I did for a living. Oh yeah, I yep. I, I revisited that record the other day. I was, was listening to it like, on the way here. I was damn yeah I in just, the zone. Yeah, I was listening to Gym Class Heroes <laughs> on the way here. <laughs> I'm wearing noticeably an absent t-shirt. from this. I mean, like, yeah, I just, but like, no, but they have that song "Taxi Driver," and that's why I was listening. Where they name drop all the emo bands, right? And that's what I was listening to on the way over here. Yeah, but you know, like with Sense Fail, to give them some credit, like noise. I I thought I thought growing up I was gonna have "Follow Your Bliss" like tattooed on my chest. Like I thought that was what I was gonna do when I grew up because like that that song right there, seminal, like, freaking, I just I, that is such a banger. Like I yeah. just, you know, can't also, be saved going into calling on card or, or calling all car, calling oh, all cars. God, calling all cars. No more yeah. beers for you. Whatever. <laughs> 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 so like, those two songs just like crossfade into each other, and it's right. just like one long anthem. And um, I, I mean, I can listen to those two songs like back to back, yeah. like constantly. James, just, where did you land on this? Um, before I pick my pick, I want to just say like, since it's fail, like they're. Their their catalog is great. Like I remember walking out on them when they're opening up for Save the Day and like regretting it like every like oh dang. every day. Like I was like I don't know. Save the Day was opening up for Census Fail, and then I just came to see Save the Day. And then after they played, I was just like ah, I don't really want to watch this. But I left when uh, the lead singer was just like throwing the microphone around like a nunchuck, <laughs> and I was just like ah, I kind of want to see this. And then I left. And then it's like even to this day, like they put out great music. Where was that? Um, I think it was in Tulsa, maybe. Or like in Texas, I can't remember. Okay, uh, but uh, even like their last album, like if we go like by their last album they put out, I remember Saves the Day put out an album about Saves the Day. They put out a whole album about their career as Saves the Day, and then Senses Fail, Senses <laughs> Fail, put out a record, and they have one song called Stay What You Are, and then that one song they capture what Saves the Day is better than Saves the Day does in an entire wow. record. And I, I, I really just love Census Fail. That's so fucking true. <laughs> but like, um, I'm going to go with MCR on this one. And it fucking hurts. This is a really tough matchup. Tough. Yeah. So if this was a market. I'm surprised that this one went as a consensus, to be frank. I figured one person would be like, no, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sticking to my guns and I'm picking the smaller band. Yeah. But both yeah. of these, both this, this, this entire matchup is like both these bands are emo bands. They're both very good emo bands. Oh, They're both yeah. great emo bands. Amazing so emo it, bands. It's a very close matchup. I just, yeah. I, I think Census Fail, I think Census Fail, like you said, does not get enough credit. 100%. Like they, they are a really, really good yeah. band. Yeah, underrated uh, as Also, fun. that first that first MCR record doesn't get enough credit. Can we talk oh, about yeah. Black Parade a little bit, too? That's like a, oh, a, a yeah. so ambitious and so good. And they kept it. Somebody tried to argue with me once that it's not an emo record because it's a concept record. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's so a dumb. stupid argument. Yeah, it's a very stupid argument. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Can Black it? Parade just... 
That's the know. thing that like, made them the biggest band in the fucking world. It's a great like, record. Famous last words like that. That song right there was the first song I heard off that album. I everybody was like, "Oh, Welcome to the Black Parade" was the song that everybody heard first. No, famous last but words. Was the leecher account. You should like. Also, you should not song. be able to uh, shred like they do in Dead. Oh, dude, Dead is like, like that. The, that the end going into Dead is like the best start to an album. That's and, my like. Like that's that's the shit about that band that I love. Like I love that sort of stuff. Like on that first record, I love uh, Head First for Halos. Like the weird kind of more music. Like it almost feels like musical theater scoring. Yeah, stuff like I really enjoy their ability to do that. They are master composers. I had someone, I had someone argue uh, with me about how the Black Parade, because of how good the production was of the album, that's so stupid. That made it not so much. It made more. It needs to be made DIY. it more commercial. Yeah, and that's made, like a, that's a punk it, argument. That's not. That yeah. was such I a agree. stupid. <laughs> that was such a stupid. You actually argument. wait. Are you saying you agree that it's a punk argument, or you agree with that line of reasoning? No, I agree that it's more of like a punk. That's yeah, that's yeah. cool, what cool, I cool. said too. Like, I, I just thought the production has nothing to do with it. It's the like. Could be bougie uh, and emo. <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, like, it, it was just a really, really good album. They were they were the only band that did that kind of emo well. I'll say. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. That's awesome, man. Let's move Pentagon on. Pentagon Disco tried, and they suck. Sorry, I just had to take it one more day. That's fine. That's fine. As was far the, as this bracket is concerned, that band is dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we all three agreed. It is. It's, it's the, the first, first consensus, consensus pick we've had. And it was the toughest matchup to, to yeah. me. Yeah, consensus fail. It's the. It's not the consensus <laughs> toughest matchup so far. I mean, no, we all we all conceded that we were not happy about this matchup too. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Not pleased. It's like Nino. Nino in New Jack City. He's crying yeah. while he has to shoot his friend. Yep. All right, next up we got Thursday versus All Time Low. God, talk about going from something incredibly difficult to something incredibly <laughs> fucking easy. 51%. What? Thursday. How what was that close? It was really How? close. It was super close. How? I think we have a second consensus pick. <laughs> uh, who we, who'd we start on last time? I can't remember. Matt? Yeah. All right, Brennan. Probably, yeah. Thursday. Hands down. Like, <laughs> speak to it. I, Preach. Okay, like, all time low isn't emo. On God. They aren't. On God. Like, <laughs> Amen. when I saw that, I was like, for real? Like, just because they dress like they're emo doesn't mean that they are emo. Like, in the music, their music speaks pop punk. They're mall emo. I guess. On God. Like, they, just because you shop at Hot Topic, Hot Topic doesn't mean you're emo. Like, <laughs> on God. Like, <laughs> On God I'm and everything. I'm just sitting here like, I saw All Time Low in Tulsa when they played with the Day to Remember, and I'm thinking, okay, that's a pop punk lineup. Like, I'm a mom. <laughs> I just I can't <laughs> on everything. I'm a baby mama. On my children. Apparently, Matt is now my uh, my hype man over here. <laughs> so like, it's just like Thursday like speaks emo to me. Like, oh, yeah. un what was it? The song that. Uh, Understanding in a, a car, car crash. crash. <laughs> that right there speaks the emo. quintessential Thursday For song. real, like the title of an emo song, right there. I've tried to convince Joe Payne to start a one-off screamo band with me called Understanding in a Car Crash. Hey, that's a badass shit, band name. That's like something to get behind, right there. <laughs> James, where'd you land on this? Um, I picked Thursday too. Like, I really don't know that all many all-time low songs. I really don't know that many Thursday songs, but like, I like I just between the two Thursday for sure. On God. On God. Also, also, you could just based on the last reference. Jeff Rickley has his fingerprints all over early MCR, um, 
and that motherfucker worked at American Eagle while he was touring and Thursday <laughs> because they only they thought wow. everybody thought that yeah they were in Damn. like they'd be in like blender and spin and shit and they were still making only like ten thousand dollars a year each Dang. and so they had to yeah they they for the duration of that band had to uh like work jobs which a lot of those bands did and i don't think a lot of people realize i think it's pretty common now for people who are in underground music to be like oh that dude probably works making sandwiches or bartending on the side but back then it just you know because they were getting all that press and they were on fuse and mtv and all that shit but yeah uh yeah no uh all time low is a a poorly done blink 182 worship band uh not a fucking emo band uh so that makes this really easy this this side of the bracket was why i asked you for the og the 64, uh, 64 band, bracket. band bracket because i asked myself how the fuck did all time low get out of the first round they fucking almost beat thursday in the fan poll okay well uh, fuck yeah that doesn't make I've, any I've, sense i've, I've said it before no, and i'll no, say it again. almost i've said it before and i'll say it again much like matt Pryor of the get up kids fuck the fans um <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Matt Pryor is the Rivers Cuomo of emo. Yes, he, <laughs> he kind of is. He's the all things shaking your fist of emo. Uh, no, Every interaction I've ever had with that man has been decidedly negative. Seeing all-time low the like, get, get that close, like that that just speaks to me that they were voting solely off of popularity rather than rather than not. Or you have a emo, lot of like, 22-year-old listeners. Uh, well, just, Instagram. Yeah. Might be uh, skew. It might skew younger on demographic too. Was it Alex Gas or whatever? Gasker. Yeah. Yeah. Gasker. Probably it does skew oh, younger yeah. because we're and also you know using what? MySpace. And then Alex is in a freaking pop punk uh, project with Mark Hoppus right now. I saw that. Yeah. I was reading about that the other strange, day. Not, what is it called? I forget. Fuck him. Yeah. That, That's that not what it's called. I'm saying it's, it's called Fuck Forty Four. It's called F Fuck, fuck You. Matt. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's that's good shit. I'll be Minus there Travis when Parker. the demo skew younger. I'll be there when my space gets taken <laughs> away. <laughs> the demo skew younger. Fuck four. Fuck forty four. Oh Plus my 44 god. Sucks. And that's we're so and we're and we're forty four minutes in. That's yeah. That's, wow. What are the chances of that? That's don't crazy. don't edit it, Harold. Just like let it play through to this. Point. We'll do it live. So no. we can make this joke. <laughs> the thing you have to understand about emo. Wow. That's fucking good. <laughs> that's my Rush Limbaugh. That's very good. <laughs> All right. Next matchup, we got modern baseball versus brand new. Uh oh. Let's I, see what we got here. I, I'm glad that you also said uh oh. This is easy for me. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Just can't even really find the matchup. Uh, it's brand. It's brand, brand new. new took it on social. I guarantee it. I, I'm going to say 85 to 15. Brand new. Baseball. Oh fuck! I think that one got deleted. Shit! <laughs> I wanted to know the number. You want to know what the P brains thought on it? <laughs> I just, not I not it. not fuck the fans ah, on this fuck one. It. I, I didn't put it on there. I guess. But what do you guys think? Modern baseball, brand new. Let's start with James. Hey. Okay. So this is like a classic, like generational. It's like hard for you to pick. Uh, I feel like this is like. Not that brand new is Julius Irving, and not that brand, not that modern baseball is LeBron James, but it's really hard. Like I feel like modern baseball is from this. Like it's like crazy how good they are. Like I feel like modern baseball by a lot. Whoa! Okay. <coughs> Holy shit! Uh, modern baseball pulls the upset. <coughs> I'm just I'm gonna break that news to you guys here first. Uh, first of all, I don't think I can in good conscience. I like, I can't listen to brand new anymore. Um, I would also say that if you're just judging modern baseball, if modern baseball had been modern baseball in the year 2002, modern baseball would have been every bit as big, if not bigger 
than brand new. Can I can I pause you for a second? Yeah, yeah, you can put me on hold. Like, I'm gonna let you finish. I, I literally, <laughs> just, I like literally started listening to Marvel baseball like three or four years ago. I remember just being like, "Oh my fucking god!" I thought I had gotten older. You thought you were in the heyday. I thought of I had, like emo. been maturing, but I was just like, "This band is so fucking good." And like, I really, they I really, rip, just, I really just love this band a they lot. They rip. Um, and I'm sad that they may never make a fourth record, but like, I fucking love them. I don't think they ever will. I think there's. I was I was a super fan of that band when it was around from sports onward. I just happened to stumble across sports. They're so fucking in, good. in the heyday of Bandcamp. To me, I stumbled across shout out to Bandcamp. Shout out to Bandcamp. <laughs> I I stumbled across them on Bandcamp. Yeah, um, I think they would have been every bit as big as brand new if they'd come out. No two. I think timing is everything. I also think once you get past De- Deja yeah. into the Devil and God into Daisy. I didn't listen to science fiction. <laughs> I I've, I can't, I couldn't name you a song off. Sci- Is that the name of the last ra- brand new record, science fiction? Yep. Um, but I would say there's an intermittent period where they're as close to being Sonic Youth as they are to be in anything else. They got real noise rocky in there. Um, and they evolved to be things that they weren't. Modern baseball was the biggest fucking emo band in the world for three or four years. I just... <sighs> And they're so talented. They're such talented songwriters. They draw influence from such a large spot of lineage. And I think you could even make the argument that my favorite weapon is not an emo record. It's a pop punk record. I just like something to write home about is like quintessential emo to me. Like that's like one of my favorite records. I feel like straight out the gate, modern baseball was like putting out shit like that. Just like playing like crazy, crazy shit. Sports has some weak spots. There are some really bad songs on that record. I will not act like there aren't. Yeah. There's some the the stuff on sports that is good is like so epically fucking good. The stuff that is bad is so epically fucking bad. But they were I, also like nineteen or twenty. They got like a lot of like Twitter references and shit like that, which I don't like respond to super well. But like I I think they handle it well. I think they like grew up in the time they're at and they're writing about it in a way that's like makes sense within the genre within themselves. They're really, they're a really good band. It was more for me musically. Some of that stuff was really bad, but the bright spots were just so fuck. If they had just put out an EP with the good songs and then put out, you're gonna miss it all. Even the last record they went out on, I was just like, I felt like they were. I, I don't know if oh, like and the, the speaker after. box and love below it with the two sides and the double. Oh my god, I loved, I loved that record. I think Holy Ghost is a fantastic record. We're talking about brand new now. What we're talking about, brand new now? No, Holy Ghost is uh is the last. Oh, Holy modern, Ghost, yeah, yeah, Holy Ghost is the last modern baseball. I love record. Holy Ghost so much. Um, hiding, hiding is my favorite, uh, favorite song of theirs ever. That that really slow one towards the end of the first side, towards side A, the like uh. I speak soft. No, like uh, took the train to Frankfurt. Yeah. I won't answer when, and then it like kicks in real hard at the end. With yeah. The, for and future yeah no. yeah that song is my all-time favorite modern baseball song so i i take i i much like james surprisingly for our age take uh modern baseball by quite a Holy decent clip b lukens get it together i love you a lot yeah seriously man just take your pills and everything will be all right to quote to quote everclear who very easily could have been on I'm this not, list <laughs> i'm not crazy because i take the right pills every day go ahead brendan i pick brand new wow you're indignant this in the is voice like too very, i like that this is very like flip flop that so, I thought it would be. Okay, so I never really listened to both, to be honest with you, growing up. Like I kinda stuck with what I knew a lot 
and like I kind of was hesitant to try new music now that I've like gotten older like I've listened to a lot of new music and so like I went back and listened to brand new and modern baseball like preparing for this podcast and I really like modern baseball a lot it's just like brand new kind of like I don't know I felt a little bit different when I was listening to that I don't know I, it sounds stupid it resonated when I say it. like yeah it, it just it's kind of it and it's kind of like how my music taste is a, maybe a little bit different but it's just like brand new kind of it just i felt different emotion when i was listening to brand new than when i was listening to modern baseball like modern baseball i kind of felt like i could chill to it brand new is like kind of like you know if i'm like in a pissed off mood or something like that i can listen to brand new and kind of like okay yeah like i feel what you're feeling like it's just that that's kind of how like you music, empathize yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how like I music resonates with me, essentially. No, that's great, man. I get it. And I'm not sitting here saying that I was never a brand new fan. Right. They're both great But bands. in the matchup. They're both great bands. In the so matchup in the matchup and to. refusing to vote anything for a pedo. I didn't uh, even okay, know well, I didn't even allegedly, know about that. allegedly. You have sponsors, <laughs> allegedly. Fair enough. Fair enough. So like <laughs> you have sponsors. In that in that aspect, fuck the not guy. trying to but get like, you know, Right. There are also three other dudes in that band, though. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can't, like, blame all three of them for, like, one dude's fucking... Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> I hold really, them responsible. This decision is really easy for me because I'm just like, well, I don't like that, and I also love Wonder Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit harder for me because, like, I understand how important they were. And at first, I was like, well, shit, this is all, this is all Jersey and New York. Like I thought, this side of the bracket was just going to be all Jersey and New York for me, and it's not. Yeah, there's some that were. Yeah, I mean, modern baseball is so good. Like I listened to it's on so the way good. on the way home. Right. Like, do you do you agree with me that no two they would have been every bit as big as brand new? Yeah, for 100%. sure. One hundred percent. They're so fucking good. Like 100%. I just like. You know what? I I could say that, but they could have easily been as small as the weaker dance. You never know. Yeah. Because John K. Samson, I think, is one of the best living songwriters who gets no due. Have you ever listened to the weaker dance? Nope, but I will now. Yeah, do it. Uh, I found them out because their song, Aside, is the closing credits to Wedding Crashers. Oh, my God. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Nice. That is how I found that, that band. And, you know, I am surprised on that. I thought... I was surprised that John... Like K I was surprised that Weaker Thans weren't on this. Were they on the master list? Whoa. Did you see that when we were doing the master list? No, I never saw the master list. Oh, okay. Because we had a bunch of write-ins for stuff that I, I was just I, like... I, I wish I, 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 wish I would have noticed because I would have... Yeah, I was expressed a lot of strong opinions. Shock I was putting shocks. stuff on like Instagram and stuff of just like because I had compiled a master list and then people were I put a thing where it was like a write in of like who did I forget, and then I'm like the people the stuff people were writing it I'm like I'm a fucking idiot how did I forget that so it was good like I'm glad I did that. Are you familiar with the Weaker Dance? I'm not. James is. I know James is. Yeah. Yeah, think, you should. You, if you like Mobo, you'd really like Weaker. There's Dance. some pretty like, good. A cross lot of uh, yeah. A lot of Jake's songwriting is really informed by their. Uh, their lead their lead singer and songwriter John K. Sampson. Oh, he's yeah. just he's amazing. I agree. I've gotten to I haven't gotten to a debate, but like I talked to a dude in my band about like him not liking modern baseball, but he likes the weaker thans, but like he hasn't really listened to modern baseball. So like it was like, You can't like Jake's songs. You, know like you can't like Jake's songs. So how do you know if you don't like them then? If you never listen to them. Because I like them. No, I mean I'm saying how do you know if you, <laughs> that you don't like them? Because I like if you've them. Never so listened like to James them. likes them, I don't like them. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Was it Dylan? A contrarian. Was it Dylan? Is your brother? It wasn't my brother. Hmm. I know who it was. Real G's now. We're not gonna speak. The, we're <laughs> the not real ones now. The, no, the real ones now. <laughs> I am glad to hear this though because I was like kind of rolling, not rolling my eyes, but I was just like thinking it was gonna be a brand it new Take Back Sunday. 
uh, which it kind of should be. I think. I think the. I think the next group of panelists that come in are gonna be pretty. Gonna dis- be like, what the fuck? How is this not? How did they let Mobo in oh, that's over? How you were when you were coming into this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. <laughs> no, I that's a perfect that. matchup because now, like, Mobo has to play thir- Thursday. Or uh, they gotta no, take Mobo, it back Sunday or armor yeah. for sleep. Yeah, that's like okay. So like, let's see who's the better emo band. That is true. <laughs> I would v- honestly, if you're giving me that head to head hot take, uh, I'd vote Mobo. Wow. Well, I'd I'd vote Mobo over taking back Sunday. All right. Well, we didn't mm. vote on this matchup yet. No, no, no we're going. But, but we know which way this yeah. is going to go. It's yeah. fucking Armor for Sleep. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent taking back Sunday. On do you social. do you do you even know who Armor for Sleep is? Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Okay, wow. that impresses. He me. hit him with the wow. Do you even know who they are? <laughs> well, no, because they were such a they were such a small band. Like they are emo band though. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. But no, my entire reference for Armor for Sleep is watching them open up for all American rejects at oh. Breaktown Ballroom yeah. in 2005. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Timeline lines up. Who went first? You went first on Modern Baseball? Yeah. Matt, speak to it. Taking back Sunday. Easy choice. Uh, Armor Sleep was good. I'm not super familiar with them, like I just said. They had a record that was a banger. Yeah, and, and it was that record that they were touring on when I saw them, and they were... The shit fucked slinging guitar they were a hell of a live band i'll give them that and i mean there were kids crowd surfing and shit in that tiny fucking club and the dude just like gets off of the stage and wraps his arm around the security guard it is just like give it up for fucking security man <laughs> as these kids are just like being dogpiled onto him that, that poor son of a bitch but they were no they real fucking emo but to me i mean taking back sunday is such an influential band yeah um yep. An armor for sleep, you just you can't upset a Taking Back Sunday with an armor for sleep that has one really good record and never built anything on top of that. True. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of, and I mean sometimes that's what bands are meant to do. Um, you you hit that lightning in a bottle once and you're never gonna put anything good out again. Right. And it's so I don't want to shit talk armor for sleep necessarily because I think nobody ever really gives enough credit to the that like making a record that good one time what a feat that is because they probably could have had a lot more longevity if they had put out a so-so record and then records that didn't suck as much after their stuff it's hard to make even one good album it's so incredible it's hard to write one good song yeah for real as somebody who writes songs like that's that's a difficult thing to do and the more bodies you add the more difficult it gets because everybody wants their input for sure but being a band sucks. Creative I mean, differences. <laughs> I think like having the skills to navigate that makes you like absolutely you a better chance to be successful. I I'm shocked that more bands don't end up just fucking hating each other's guts. <laughs> tool. Huh. I'm a tool or Maynard tool. No tool. Like yeah. Tool. Yeah. Like the band hates each <laughs> you other. You just call him a tool. No, I was calling tool. You a tool. I mean, I, <laughs> I probably should have said the band. If it, tool. if you if the descriptor fits. <laughs> <laughs> I say this, I say this really, I say it proudly, but the thing that you have to understand. <laughs> Brendan, speak to it. Uh, I agree. Taking back Sunday. I, um, the first song I ever heard by them was make damn sure. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, it's just, you're, young. you're, you're younger than us. I love uh, how yeah. you apologize for that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm young. I, I feel like I was born in the wrong generation, but anyways, I do too. Like, I think you and I are very kin in that way. Yeah, it's just like, you know, Make Damn Sure and then Cute Without the E is like two songs that I heard first and just like. Do really I point it out again? 
Do what? it again. Do I point out? Do it. Okay. I, I have to speak something to cute without the E. Um, I, I just never know if people younger than me, because it seems like nobody younger than me should have ever heard this song. Have you heard the song Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews Band? Crash uh, Into Me. You got band, your bubble. You got well, your Well, no, brain. I'm... Tied to me, tie, tie me up again. <laughs> no. Uh, he without the E has the exact, it's it's differently voiced, but it has the exact same chord progression as Dave Matthews Band's biggest hit, Crash Into Me. So there's a YouTube video that you can look up where they do the same chord progression like a hundred different times in a hundred different songs. Like, you know, that, yeah, that's but that, my biggest, that's like my biggest thing with music is like people say, oh, they use the same chord progression. They, they. Kind oh, I'm not shit talking it. Yeah. I just like ruining cute without the E for people who do not like <laughs> Matthew's band. Oh, I don't. There are know. there are seven chords. Jokes yeah. on you! I like there, that. There, band. there are seven chords that you can use, and then you can voice them into mi majors, minors, sevenths, whatever. Yeah. But you got seven choices. You got yeah. seven letters to choose from. Yeah. There's gonna be some fucking overlap. Oh, for <laughs> sure. On God. For on sure. God. I mean, Dillinger Four's Double Whiskey Coke is the exact same song as American Idiot by Green Day. Oh God, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. D4. And that, those are way closer together, and those dudes fucking know each other. Green Day just ripped off D4. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think, James? Uh, this is, is really it the consensus. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're both emo bands, so like, there's not even like a fucking. Discussion in this and like Taking Back Sunday is like a quintessential emo band. Um, Armor Sleep is very good. Take It Back Sunday. Had to do it. That completes the whole Had to do it. left side of the bracket. Let's read the next matchup so you guys have now set up. From the top, we've got The Format versus Say Anything. Jimmy Eat World versus Death Cab for Cutie. The, both of those just hurt my soul. Yeah. My Chemical <sighs> Romance versus Thursday. Oh, and Modern Baseball versus Taking Back Sunday. That's man, that that some good matchups. That immediately be. I feel like this round, the left side of the bracket was the easier side of the bracket. I feel like once we get through the minutia of pulling apart this awful right side of this bracket, that for me at least is going to be a lot easier going into the second round yeah. as to where the left side of the bracket in the Sweet Sixteen is the bitch of one to pick. I know. Let's jump right into that side. Um, first up, we got Paramore versus Cartel. Uh, Paramore took this nice 69%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead, James. Um, I don't know Cartel very well. Paramore is very good. Haley has perfect pitch. Paramore. Haley Easy. and the Williams, as I like to call Paramore. <laughs> She's like the only original member still. <laughs> Josh Freeze still in there? Huh? Josh Freeze playing drums for them again? Oh, I don't still? know. I don't know. Probably is not. It, no, they had the, they had the drummer from Sunny Day Real Estate, Josh Freeze. Oh, really? Point. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I pick Paramore. Just, I don't, I'll fuck with some Paramore. I think they have written some good songs in there. Uh, Brick by Boring Brick is a fucking jam for me. That's I really one. dig that song. Um, the guitar work on it's really good. That, that record specifically, it's pretty, pretty solid fucking record. I'd still refer to them more as like a pop rock. Like they were always agreed. They were always playing towards pop 40, but cartel is just so God fucking awful. Oh no. I, cartel even, I like a, Chroma. I know you do. We've, Oh yeah. We talked <laughs> we've about ta that. Yeah. We've talked about cartel and we've talked about how Anne Berlin and Copeland are the same fucking band. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you but, find yeah. yourself on my side, of <laughs> I'm kind of drunk now. I'm sorry. God, I love right, that. Song. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Copeland. <laughs> 
James, are you taking me out for drinks after um, this? I'll buy you one drink after this. A one drink. drink. <laughs> I can only handle one drink as well. No, that's fine. <laughs> one uh, and done. No, I just want you to sing to me some more. But yeah, no, I just fucking hate cartel. And like everything about that band is contrived and annoying down to the thickness of that guitar tone that's just so god awful and unmistakably cartel. It's every girl's fucking Chevy Impala that I made out with in the back seat in high school. <laughs> um, and then that, that one cartel song plays and then some Steven Speaks comes on and you're just like, what the fuck? What uh, happened? Why am I in the back of this boat with you? Um, <laughs> thinking of you, Shelby Shipman. <laughs> so Paramore. Paramore. Okay. <laughs> 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 I just said my high school girlfriend's name on a podcast. We'll tag her in the in the episode. She's married. I don't know what her la- her married last girl name is. Song? I'll find her. What? She a Tama girl? No. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell I you. love that fucking song. I'll tell I brought you, I'll, that up last time you were on. It's coming out. I love that. Song. I'm gonna put it out on something. That's right. fucking awesome. That's a song that Matt wrote. It's one I'm gonna of those fucking. I'm gonna songs. force James when my parents go birding. He doesn't know this yet, but James and David are gonna come over to my parents' house when they take their annual birding trip. Because the acoustics in their living room are magnificent. You should come to my house instead because we have a whole. No, you're going to bring the mobile setup to nope, my house and nope. you're just going to record me in that living room. I'll pay you money. I'll send you. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how we were initially negotiating the with James thinking dollar. that he was going to record me for free. And I was like, I'll pay you money. He's like, sold. I mean, it's like a sentimental thing, whatever, but like, my. It's not sentimental. Is- it's you will hear me play in that living room and you will be like, okay, yeah, we're doing that. You should. <laughs> we're going to shut the fuck up about this. Right. We'll talk about it later. Go ahead, Brandon. Paramore. Yeah. Had to do it. Easy. Oh, God. Haley Williams. (laughs) Haley and the Williams. Well, she dated a guy in the next matchup. Forever the Sickest Kids versus Newfound Glory. Did they never get married? I don't know. No, they they did did get married. 73% picked Newfound Glory. Forever the Sickest Kids down from Dallas, too. That's kind of cool. No. Matt, go ahead. Uh, It's Forever the Sickest Kids. They're an emo band. Newfound Glory is not an emo band. They're a fucking pop punk band. Uh, it's just that simple to me. Uh, I don't like Forever the Slickest Kids very much. I saw them once, and they put on a hell of a show. They sounded like shit, but they looked cool they doing have it. Eight people, and it's a, they're like the arcade. Yeah, fire I, really know, I, rem- I remember seeing them at uh, conservatory back then, and just being like, "That was a lot of people wow. on a tiny fucking stage." <laughs> yeah, it's like eighteen. I'm like, goddamn. See, you, I, I like. No, I like, was a fist in that the was tantrums. A name, that was a name I haven't heard. In the conservatory. Uh, that, oh, yeah. So, like, I, this is what, what I like about you, though, Street, is you. You do remind me of myself because, like, you're into the emo that was popular when I was in high school. Yeah, I'm into the emo that was popular before <laughs> that, and so you remind me a this lot guy. of like listening to my because, like, most of my friends are like five six seven years older than me yeah and so they'll talk about shows they went to in high school and they're just like what i'm just like what you saw who who and who well when you were talking about my chemical romance seeing them in 04 i was like fuck man. i threw i, I, I threw so a hissy fit that i didn't get to see uh i, th- I like was the quintessential teenager on, on an angry road trip angry on a road trip with his family that spring break because fallout boy right after from under the cork tree came out uh played the green door and it was the last time they played in oklahoma city not in a fucking arena uh, and I didn't get to go wow. to that show because oh, my man. parents made me go down to buttfuck Louisiana to go visit my aunt and her boyfriend. God damn it. Sometimes Yikes. you gotta do that shit. Sometimes. It was a fun trip. It was a fun trip. Sometimes. <laughs> Brendan, how'd you land on this one? I picked Newfound Glory. Wow. Yeah. That tracks. I mean, it's just like both bands I never really got too much into, but I just, I don't know. I, I felt like I like, I like Newfound Glory just a little bit more. 
don't know really how to explain it, but just like kind of, I guess it's the musical taste that comes into it, you know. James, what about you? Um, I really don't know that much about Sickest Forever the Sickest Kids. Uh, I do know Newfound Glory is mostly a pop, pop punk band, and uh, they're not very emo in their lyrical content, and they're a pop punk band. Also, I super dislike them. Uh, I'm going forever the sickest kids. You super dislike Newfound Glory? I don't super dislike them, but I dislike them. I could probably, <laughs> I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I would venture to say, based on how I wore out my copy, that I could probably still sing every word line for line off of Sticks and Stones. I could sing like a lot of those songs too, but like they don't hold up and like they're, I don't, there's something, they're bad. They're not <laughs> super bad. <laughs> they're just not good. They're not good as a band. Like wow. it's like, okay, so if it's like, Athletes versus like if it's just athletes in a basketball game, they're not good athletes. Let's like just they're out. Agreed. <laughs> wow. Unpopular hot take: Ian is a terrible bass player. Wow. Lots Ter of hot takes. Terrible here. fucking bass player. He plays basically just root notes. That those people were signed to a major label. Best emo bass player ever: Eben DeMarco. Uh no. Uh -oh. Mike Allen. Rob Pope. <laughs> Rob Mike Pope. Allen. Rob Pope is great. Yeah, I mean, he was his drum. His brother's really good. Yeah, they're the best. I would say they're emo's best rhythm section. Yeah, does that make them like transcendent of the genre? I'm probably not an emo section. Uh, no, they do not transcend the genre. Only Rob gets to transcend because he played in Spoon. <laughs> right. On God. On God. <laughs> All right, forever sickest kids over newfound glory. That's that surprises a, that's me. That's a number twelve taken out a number four. So that's nice. Yeah, it's because that number four seed wasn't a fucking emo band, whatever idiot put nah, them on. No, for real. <laughs> take that up with They're them. not an emo band. Take that up with Ryan They're and all like, them. Uh, uh, trust me, Ryan, eh, we probably won't get into My an friend's over you. That's not what an That's so external. That's not what an emo person would say. I feel That's external. That's not it's like I'm all time low. Yeah. <sighs> there is, they did have one song. They do, um, they do open a song with Tell All My Friends I'm Dead, though. What is that one? <laughs> I don't want to know. That's that's pretty. I don't know that song. Uh, it's like the acoustic. It wasn't acoustic. It was like the more stripped down. Dude, fuck white people with acoustic guitars. Oh uh, well, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be upset when we get to dashboard. The you're gonna be upset by Matt Lou Jewett living his life. Did you say Lou Jewett? <laughs> Matt Jewett. That's so. no, that's really funny because my middle name is Lewis. I didn't oh, know that. Shit. Yeah, Matt Lou Jewett. Okay, we got next Shut up. up we Matt got uh, Lou Jewett. Mineral and at the drive-in. Let's see who we got. At the drive-in, 86% on social media took it. Uh, we're starting with Brendan on this one? At the drive-in. Wow. Yep. Were like, you familiar at all with Mineral? or did not you ever really. That's not way really. before your time. Yeah. I, I didn't this know. One of, that was one of those legacy emo bands that was like... We legacy? Had, we had I love how you say that like it's like fucking journey with a Filipino guy not writing any new material. <laughs> it is. They don't tour anymore. They're not a legacy band. They're just a first wave band. <laughs> That's what I mean by that. <laughs> but then you could get into the argument. But then you could get you could get some purist fucking arguing with you about first, second, third wave, and if those things are real, because rights of spring and embrace and DC, and then off to San Diego. I fuck all those people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> James. What do you think? Um, in this matchup, I'm gonna go at the drive-in. I don't really know either of these catalogs that all. That all it makes me mad. It makes my friends mad when I say I don't, I say I don't know at the drive-in, but I know Despercitos and um, they like at the drive-in. This sounds so shitty of me. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> you're missing big. You're swinging and missing there, big bud. I'm gonna go at the <laughs> drive-in still. Uh, mineral, 
without like without it without a shadow of a doubt mineral they were sentinel they influenced uh they going back to that contrived argument about dc then down to san diego and all that shit uh they kind of took that ball and ran with it and made it much more melodic. Uh, bands like them in the promise ring also had a huge influence, you know, them, the promise ring captain jazz, American football with the, with the twinkly stuff in the third wave. Uh, so now I mineral they're They don't, they never get their due. Um, but if it's not bands, if it's not for bands like them, drive like Jehu and Texas, the reason, uh, we're not having this fucking conversation right Damn. now. Well, Breaks my heart that they got knocked out of this bracket then. Yeah. So that's, no, that's just my take on it. As the, as the resident emo historian on this panel. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Matt Jewett. That's um, okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, I accept it and I don't hate it because I absolutely, I also absolutely love both of these bands. I would also pen the argument that At The Drive-In is a post-hardcore band, not an emo band. That whole chestnut. Yeah. That, it, no. And I mean, that's a big, that's, that's a big can of worms to open. We said that with that uh, Under, Oath, Under Oath was on here and Silverstein was on here. It was like, where do we draw the line with like, well, those were Screamo bands though. But Silverstein is super emo. Under Oath is Screamo though. Okay. Under okay. Oath, I can see them being knocked out because. No, I no, I'm saying I think Screamo has as much of a valid place in emo as any other kind of subgenre. Okay. That's like, okay. what you think. But so many people were like shitting on it for having bands like that on there. And like, I was just like Silverstein why can't is it be like, Silverstein encapsulates emo. No one ever like, said they weren't emo, bro. They were on the bracket. Can we like, do another oh, one where we collectively rank like the best hundred emo bands? Can we just like time? do a losers bracket? That's not a losers bracket to say like maybe like the losers bracket of emo is an the NIT. Most emo. What if we did an NIT? Know, the NIT of emo an is, NIT is of the emo. most emo. All the bands that got left out. No, for real. That's throw them into a new oh, bracket. Most That's emo. what you're doing in April. NIT of emo. You're just doing the same show again. I'll make I'll make the bracket this time. Okay, cool. Now just take everybody. Thank you, Matt Jewett. You're welcome. It's a cross I'm willing to bear. <laughs> there you go. All right, we got Yellow Card, Dashboard Confessional. couple this Florida bands. So easy. 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 Uh, let's see here. It's going to go... Dashboard, 67%. That's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Uh, uh, who started it last time? Was that you? No, I went last last time. So it should be James, me in the middle. Okay, so like violin is the most emo instrument that has ever existed. I literally thought <laughs> you were about to reference them covering Lagwagon. <laughs> but I also love Lagwagon. Um, yeah, did you know that, that they covered violins on Rock Against Bush Volume 2? I didn't know that. Yeah, they covered Lagwagons. No, I actually violins. did. I had those. I had the acoustic version of Joe Cape's shit. Lagwagon's oh. my favorite band. Bad Astronaut's way better. Whatever. Um, did you did you come watch me when I opened up for Bad Astronaut? No, you opened up for John Snodgrass from Armchair Mushroom. Oh no, that's right. He uh, that's right. That is what it is. <laughs> but yeah. I was there. Ooh, bad bad, bad astronaut. astronaut is really John, good. Elliot Smith cover is really good too. Uh, okay. So dashboard center dashboard confessional is a quintessential emo. And the level that Taking Back Sunday is also Yellow Card's a pop punk band, and like they're they got some good songs. They're this is really easy for me. Dashboard confessional, even though I don't really. Enjoy this band. All right. Josh Montgomery, one thing that he said was if they play acoustic, it's not emo. That's stupid. That's so bad. That's like, that's wrong. That's what I told Josh. That Josh is, Josh is a, Josh is, Josh is a dumbass because I've straight up heard Josh say, <laughs> and I quote, and I quote, yeah, I was trying to do that acoustic emo thing when I saw Dashboard. You're, super, you're pretty emo. You're... <sighs> Pop punk emo. 
You t- are you talking about me or Josh? You. My, like in general or like the music I've made? In general. And the music you made. <laughs> all the above. You're all the, most, the above. You're like pretty good. You're pretty good within. You're a good person in a good I No, I always, no, I, always te- I always tease Baylor right. Judd because Baylor Judd said when he let his stated reason for leaving Shut Up Matt Jewett uh, was that he didn't. He did. He never signed up to play in an emo band. And I asked him later, I said, what the fuck? That wasn't really why he left. And he and I've had private discussions about why he left yeah. the band. Okay. Uh, but us. I will not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, but he, but I was like, <laughs> I, I remember him telling me that. And I was like, it's fine that you're leaving the band. I felt like you've been moving towards leaving the band. It's great. But like, what the fuck do you think you've been doing for the last three and a half, four years? You were playing in a fucking emo band. <laughs> that's legit that was my mental monologue it'd be like that sometimes it'd be like that uh yeah dashboard no doubt brendan do we have the uh do we have a consensus we do okay dashboard is further se- also chris carabo uh, okay, was in so further seems forever <laughs> like come let, on <laughs> let's just let's just put it this way the closest to like the same type of emo band with dashboard would be secondhand serenade and like that's kind of like two of the bands that I like kind of put together. I had not thought of that name in over a decade, probably (laughs) those two bands right there. Like just, they're so closely similar and secondhand serenade just makes me feel like I want to cry in a corner. (laughs) That that song vulnerable. Oh my God. I remember that one. Just, just off the name alone. You could tell, but yeah, like hands down. Oh yeah. No, 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 (laughs) no pun intended. Dashboard. I love it. I love it. I love that band, by the I way. Knew they I'm, I'm going to straight up say I fucking, on record, fucking love Dashboard. Nice. I think, yeah, they're great. I think Chris Caraba is an incredibly talented guitar player and a really good songwriter. Wonderful singer, too. Oh, God. Uh, now, I think when he interviews, he sounds like an insincere piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's emo. I'm not giving him that songwriter Did you say it's because he's emo? It's, it's emo. in his feelings. <laughs> I know better think? songwriters than him. Sleep with all the lights on. Yeah, <laughs> duh. We've all met John Moreland. Of course, we know better songwriters. <laughs> I met Matt Jewett. Fuck you. Oh. I, am, I, would, I love it. I am not a better songwriter than Chris Caraba. Whatever. I disagree. You're being humble. I d- no, I mean, I just really respect him. <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Fall Out Boy versus Hawthorne Heights. Easy. Yeah, super easy. Uh, we got 30% Hawthorne Heights, 70% Fall Out Boy. What? Uh, let's start no. with Brendan on this one. <laughs> Fall Out Boy was pop punk. Go ahead, Brendan. I love Fall Out Boy. Grand Theft Autumn and From Under the Cork Tree, two of my favorite, two of my favorite albums, but they are not. An emo band. Thank you so much. Oh my god, fucking Ohio. They're not an emo band. I've got, I've got a semi. The long title name. I've got, I've got a semi right now. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) They are not emo at all. They are pop punk. One hundred percent. It's Hawthorne Heights. Because, like, come on. It's a take. It's a take. I love. They're a number one seed on an emo bracket. How is that emo band? Yeah, because the people who made this bracket were. Incompetent. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, so you're gonna hurt Bo Brady's feelings. I lo- I love Bo Brady, and Bo Brady knows I love him. The best party I've ever been to was at Bo Brady's house. It was his birthday party, and it was a one like an adult slumber party, which we all wore PJs, but everybody wore onesies instead of like sexy stuff, and it was fun. That's awesome. I'm just saying, Ohio is for lovers is like 
a banger for well, sure. Well, freaking and then, the Silence like, in Black and White in general is a banger. Oh of an emo yeah, album. it's a great album. I mean, Nikki like, FM, Bluebirds Orange, the transition, the transition. <laughs> yeah, it's like, banger after banger. I I got to see them on that record. It's sick. Record. Did you? I saw them the fifteen. No, I saw them fifteen year anniversary at Eighty uh, Ninth Street. Oh, you didn't you nice. didn't catch them on the weirdest bill ever? What were they on? Uh, they it's some forty one, Unwritten Law, Hawthorne Heights. Uh, I gotta pee. <laughs> well, then make your choice and then I pee. No, go All right, I gotta yeah. go pee. Uh, I'm not sure. Fallout Boy. Defend. Out of the two, you go with Fallout Boy. I guess. Defend your position. Um, they got a big arena sound. They can play like Madison Square Garden, <laughs> and like it feels like a church. I feel like a church arena sound is like the most emo. Your what? Yeah. Your fucking facial expression just killed me. Also, <laughs> also, no, my vote doesn't matter at this point. So, like, it's like, yeah, you know where this is going. Yeah. Also, I like, I probably wouldn't. I don't. I really don't care about this matchup. No, but James knows where this is going. They were a pop punk band, not an emo band. That's fine. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, as man, it's it's really difficult because they kind of. I don't know, man. Grand Theft Autumn's a fucking emo record. Yep. Really, those first two records are emo records. Which um, which Hawthorne Heights rec, uh, record is not emo? No, no, no. I'm talking about Fall Out Boy. I know. I'm just saying. To There's not one. Boom. That's exactly what I'm saying, is that Hawthorne Heights stays there wire to wire. They also were, even though they didn't go on to the commercial heights, like... They just stayed at Hawthorne? Yeah. They stayed at Hawthorne. Also, like, they... When some kid, when you were walking the halls of a high school in 2005 and some kid was calling you the F word, uh, specifically emo F word, they were making fun of that band. Like oh, the whole, for sure. Like the whole like cut my wrists and black my eye thing. Right. Like th that, like they, in a way, transcended emo that like, Kids who didn't know what emo was but wanted to make fun of kids who liked emo, that was like... The archetype. That was the North Star of like what the fuck you're making fun of. Right. Um, and so for that, for those reasons, uh, this is a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be because I thought I had my mind up. And originally when I filled my bracket out, I picked Fallout Boy. But I've thought about it more and I'm going to have to go Hawthorne Heights. Wow. What an upset. That's a number eight taking out a number one. I'm, I like it. I'm happy you changed your mind. I'm very... <laughs> on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still just very upset that they were number one seeds. Fallout Boy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The, the, the only number I'm one... sorry, the, Matt oh, the only number one seed I was happy about was my chem. There's a lot oh, of okay. bands Agreed. on this that aren't emo bands at all. <laughs> like for real. I'm glad that I'm not. I, I thought I was going to be the only one who I was apologize. upset about the seating. <laughs> I'm and sorry I did this show. No, it's been <laughs> a good time. I'm kidding. I, I didn't realize at first, I didn't realize like how this had been picked. And I called Harold an objectively bad person. He did. Which is not wrong still. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Get Up Kids versus Cursive. Fuck you. Who's first on this? Can you? Me. Do you think. Do you think it ran away on social, or do you think there was pretty split? I would say that... I think social is wrong. It's going to be split, but, like, they don't... It's so hard, because yeah. I think that Cursive is an emo band. I don't... Mm. I, it, I, think that, I think that it went 75-25. Really? Oh. What do you think? 
You think it was close? I'm using nice round numbers. I think numbers. it's going to be 65 to 35. Do you have an opinion? Not on do, you, do you know either of these bands very well? Well, not really, but I listened to them both, and I kind of chose who I think you chose. It was a... Uh, 51 to 49, 51% cursive. What? What? That's crazy. That's, that one surprised me. That was nah, like the most surprising you, thing on social. I, I am so angry about this matchup. I'm I'm very angry that I'm having to do what I'm about this, to this have to do. This matchup is really like easy in a sense and like super hard in a sense. Okay. Like, I have I have like this very specific reason why I think it's a really difficult matchup. Um, Am I starting this round? Go ahead. Just by default of... I should either start or end it. You I'll put it that way. It. I, sh I should either be the first to let. Okay. You can, and I understand that Fugazi is not an emo band. I want to make that very clear to begin with. But Fugazi had members of Embrace and Rites of Spring who basically started this whole thing um, with Guy and Ian, uh, or Guy, however the fuck you say his name least pronounceable name in music fucking history. Guy LaDouche. Is it Guy LaDouche? <laughs> no, that's oh, oh, no, that's right, because his name starts with a P. What the fuck am I saying? Um, and somebody's banging on their steering wheel right you now, pronouncing idiot. his name. Yeah. Uh, but there is a moment in the song off of Domestica, The Martyr, where in a single stanza, you can clearly hear through guitar, lyrical content, and the way it is sung, uh, Fugazi, equal parts Fugazi and Taking Back Sunday. They are a linchpin band. I understand that they went on to be way more, and they're an indie rock band. They comment politically a lot way more. But the ugly organ, man, that's a low-key, banger, influential emo record. Um, there, there's just no two ways about it. Uh, it's that's an emo record it influenced a lot of emo music however <clears throat> again it's another one of those bands where we're not having this conversation if it's not for this band the get up kids to me if i'm filling out this 64 brackets i don't care what the matchups end up looking like get up kids win that conversation they are they are the emo band to end all emo bands um they're still doing it. I mean, like with uh, <clears throat> Kicker and Problems, the mo the two most recent, uh, they're right Nemo for adults, and they're they're just the, they're the best there ever was. They're the best that's ever been. They're the best that ever will be. It's it's the just it kids. is what it is. Yeah, it's, I pick the Get Up Kids. Right, right on, man. Brendan, how did you feel on this one? So I don't know much about the two bands, to be honest, but I chose Cursive. Wow. After listening to both of them. I kind of just What Get Up Kids records did you listen to? Oh. Could you even tell up. me songs? No, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I, I don't really know. Okay, no, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, I listened to probably their top five songs on Spotify, and it was 10 Minutes, Holiday, Action in Action, Close to Me, and Valentine. Are you aware that Close to Me is a cover of the cure no yeah that's a cover of the cure sorry i'm young no that's no that's, a, <laughs> that's okay i also i also am a massive fan of that band the cure I and mean, they're the great the first i i know i meant i meant the get up kids oh. i'm not a giant cure fan oh i actually think that their cover of uh close to me is better than I think the cure's too. version 
But I'm also pretty emo. We're both emo to emo. the extremo. <laughs> so you went with cursive? I went with cursive. What cursive were you listening to? Same top five. Uh, okay, like so you I, were just picking songs. So yeah. I can look at the same songs you were looking at. Yeah. Um, so The Recluse would be on there, probably Sierra. Uh, from the Hips. Oh, uh, uh, From the Hip. I have a, I have a stellar From the Hip patch. Art is, uh, art is hard. Yep. Some Red Hand. Red Highs. Yeah. 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 Dorothy of, or Dorothy F40 were the five songs I listened to. Oh, nice. Okay. How'd you land on this one, James? I think the cure, this is really hard and really easy on. Like it's okay. So the cure, fuck me, man. I'm so drunk right now. The cursive, cursive, and Gap Kids are really great bands. I really consider cursive more of an art rock band. Um, they're pretty emo, I guess. I don't really. I never really felt like that about them. It's more of a sonic thing. I, they're the lyrics are pretty. No, they're not. They're 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 kind of all over the place in the sense that I feel like they're a well-rounded band. I agree. So, and also the Get Up Kids are like one of the most quintessential emo bands to me. Like, like to me, like Saves the Day versus the Get Up Kids, Something Right Home About versus Through Being Cool and Say What You Are is like the best emo matchup to me. Like, I think like that would be like the most emo thing for me. Also, also at that point, you're talking Vagrant Records. Yeah. Which was, I yeah. mean, to, get, to give you an idea, Vagrant had at one point, Get Up Kids was the first band ever signed to Vagrant. Then you have Saves the Day. Uh, Dashboard is on that label. Um, Alk Trio ends up on that label at one point, even though I will argue relatively soon that they're not an emo band. Uh, but the, Vagrant for a long time was like the emo label de jour before the whole thing blew up with the bigger bands and the Fueled by Ramen stuff. I just, uh, something right on my bad is one of the best emo records ever. And to me, Cursive, I don't know, man. I love them. They're an art rock band. I don't think they should be in this argument. Like I, I, I think they would probably appreciate in this matchup. Yeah, I can agree with that. Get I, up kids over over cursive. Then it's like the, one of the best emo bands versus like a the band a band that's like tangentially emo, who's a very great band in their own right. Yeah. yeah. Also, also don't get their due. Yeah. Another band that does not get their shout due. out to cursive. It was a was anybody else here at that show last year? Like, here at Tower. Yeah, it was like maybe 400 people. It was a fucking disappointment. Yeah. I, was, I was very disappointed in Oklahoma City. Though, I can say that I've watched both the bands in that bracket play a thousand plus cap room to less than 500 people. Dang. Yeah, when the Get Up Kids <clears throat> were doing the reunion, yeah. something right home about to where they played to like 400 at Diamond Ballroom. In yeah, nine. I was there. Dang. You were there? Yeah. That was probably the first time you and I were in the same room. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe when I was in high school at some point, we were at the same show. I don't know. The first time I became aware of you is like when my friend, I like my friend moved to New York and I asked her what. Addison. Uh, was it Addison? It was my friend Addison. I was like, what do you miss about Oklahoma City? Uh, and I said, what would you like, if you came to Oklahoma City for a day, what would you want to see? And she said, a comedy set from James Nim, uh, cocktail from Topher, and uh Song from Matt Jewett. Oh my God, I've never heard that. That's so really? sweet. I'm gonna I've, have to. You've talked about that before. I've I'm, heard that. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard you say that. That's so sweet. That yeah. makes my heart really. That's happy how I was like. I awesome. That's why I started coming to your shows because like, who the fuck is Matt Jewett? <laughs> uh, that, uh, there That's was what a, the band should have been. There called. was, a, there was a lot, there was a lot of that going around at a certain <laughs> point. Man, okay, get up kids over cursive on that one. I think that's kind of a no-brainer pick. Uh, for emo battle, I feel like. Yeah, man, like, yeah. It's, it was hard for me just I love cursive so much. Right. It's not taken away from them as band. It's just in this particular yeah, matchup. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, they're both very great. They're great bands. 
Okay. But can you see my point with Ugly Organ like definitely being an emo record? I can. It's like pretty artsy too. I mean, like not that. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, but, like the, but 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 uh, like art is hard is like calling out emo music. Yeah, I think the it's a direct address. I think they're pretty transcendent to the point. I did, no, I agree. I don't that think they're they're definitely I don't, I don't, a I think if Curse is listening to this, they don't want to win this matchup. And I think if Get because they don't really want this matchup either, but they're winning it. They're also one of the best fucking bands ever. They're both two of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Matt Pryor, Jim Suptek, the Pope Brothers, James James. Not in anymore. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it all reluctantly, but like James. shout out to this band. Also, how was Reggie not in this bracket? Reggie the full effect. You only get were one Were they on the master list? I think they were. Okay. You only get one band from like the you, no. you know the side bands. I mean, like, I we think, do with like uh, I think saying like you can't have two tongues in this because it's just Max and Chris. That's fine. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But Reggie wasn't a super group. It was its own entity. We talked about that with like some of the bands that we included versus didn't include. Like we had something corporate, so we didn't want to put Jack's Manic, and we had Cobra Starship, so we didn't want to put Midtown. Cobra See, Starship. And, like, Midtown should have been in over Jack's Manic. Also, the fact that Jack's mannequin wasn't in it, uh, something <laughs> or, corporate, or, or, or something it. corporate. I want to read. Sorry, Midtown should have been over in over something corporate. Jesus, I want to reiterate. Like, I was surprised if Day wasn't in this bracket, but they got knocked out by Modern Baseball. They were, which yeah. I'm super adamant about. So it's another yeah. Doctor J versus LeBron matchup in a one on one situation. That's so hard. In the That's first so round, it was hard. Modern Baseball took out. Doctor uh, saves the day in the yeah. first round. Yeah, it's like old. It's like old Doctor J versus LeBron James. Well, like, and I feel like too, like with two bands that did. Fucking, this is so mean. Two such. <laughs> I feel like like with two bands that did so different things with very different longevities. Um, like you're putting, you're basically putting up, stay what you are against Holy Ghost. That's a tough. Do you a, do you agree? Do you agree with that sentiment, Jay? That's a tougher matchup than what the actual than the actual bands. Catalogs, yeah, like yeah. currently, if they like battle each other, right yeah, now. Put, yeah, put yeah. If those records got into an alley fight, even if I like, I just like had a million dollars. I get Evan Demarco. I get the original drummer. I get Dave Solly to come back. Evan Demarco is such a good bass player. He's the best bass player in emo. No, I think <laughs> I, I okay. That that's a fight I would literally like to see is Evan Demarco versus Manny Rob Pope from Glassjaw. Oh yeah, Rob Pope is great too. I mean, his work on the lesser celebrated uh, on a wire is his bass work yeah. on that album is fantastic. These are all great bands. I'm sorry for picking against. It's okay. I said for Fallout Boy. I'm so, no. You okay with that one? Yeah. And sorry, New, James New and I Glory are getting real nerdy sucks. over here. <laughs> Newfound Glory. Are you a sucks. musician? <laughs> no, they don't uh, suck. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So you okay? So you understand us? Yeah. Evaluating things in this way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. The I'm not a very good very... musician either, but like I. <laughs> I, I'm but very emotional. Evan DeMarco yeah. was a bass player for Saves the Day. Rob Pope is a bass player for Get Up Kids. Okay. All right. Next up, we got American Football and The Promise Ring. Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> let me look at this. So hard. We I got, have. We got uh, 36 votes on this matchup. Only was, 36. Yeah, and it was it's because Instagram skews younger. And it was 50 <laughs> 50. I don't hate this that. Is really that's close. that's yeah. what it should yeah. be. That's what it should be. It's, so. I'm so glad that it was an absolute even split. Yeah. Brendan, you, are you familiar with these bands? Nope. Again, not really. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I brought um, you in for the youth vote. Yeah. I, uh, for the Instagram vote. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse uh, younger. I picked American football. Just based on like what you listen to off of yeah, Spotify? Yeah. Just kind of like did my research and listened to them. Just kind of chose from the two. But, yeah. Nice. 
yeah, just tried my best, I guess. Like, I just, I don't know much about the two bands, but yeah, American football kind of felt more emo to me. Um, before I make my announcement, um, <laughs> go on YouTube and watch uh, N64 Dude, chip tunes, so good. American football that uh, never meant. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but aside from that, uh, promise ring. Oh, promise ring. Okay, so this the deciding vote. I could not be happier. goes to the bell of the ball. I could not be happier. Go ahead, um, speak to it. I'm going to explain my criteria again for why I made the decision for I posterity. Made. Go ahead. Uh. If you had just said the Kinsillas, this would have gone a different way. I don't think that you could have picked a worst Kinsilla band to put on this list in American football because they're again one of those bands. They made one record and that what when did that when did American football two come out? Was it fourteen, fifteen? Somewhere in there? It was a long time, wasn't it? It was for, no, but I'm saying it was 2014, 2015 yeah. when that record came out, right? Yeah. Like they went almost twenty years without making a record. Um the promise ring was again like mineral, one of those godfather bands that launched Seminal. Yeah, a seminal band. It was a band that launched a couple hundred bands. And so for that reason, I think you, if you were to have a conversation with people, you'd get some recency bias over the resurgence of American football from a few years ago, putting out that new record. Um, Promise Ring was also one of those bands. It wasn't a sexy pick ever, uh, but they influenced a lot of bands in that vagrant second wave that made a lot of big choices. So I would also go with Promise Ring. Promise Ring over American football. Oh, there are uh, a, there are a lot of purists who are really pissed off about that. The second American right. football album came out in 2016. Oh, it was okay, so later. It was so later. Seven a seven year gap between first and second. No, was it seven? No, years? longer than that. Ninety nine and ninety nine in 2016. That's more than seven years. Yeah, that's it? seventeen, <laughs> bud. Oh, my bad. Eighteen. That's an eight, wait. Two thousand six or two thousand sixteen. Uh, right, 2016 is when it came out. The second yeah. one. That's a 17 yeah. year gap. So yeah, yeah, 17 years between records. Math isn't my strong suit. No, it's okay. <laughs> I do the same thing. I always want to refer count to, the, to four. He's a musician. I want, that's why I'm in music. Yeah, I, 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 I will play in some different time signatures. When they count five. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm only in four four. Sorry. Uh, no, what? No. Uh, shit. I had a point. And I lost it. Fuck it. Oh. My bad. No, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. I've talked. I've talked enough. <laughs> Ad nauseum. All right, James. We've got Bright Eyes versus Alkaline Trio. Uh -oh. 64% with Bright Eyes on social. What do you think? Let's uh -oh. do it. Um, so none of these bands are emo bands. Like, I think Alkaline Trio is a pop-punk band for, for the most part. Like, they're gothy, but I don't think that, I don't think goth makes emo. There has been a lot of it's goth It's like the skew. AFI thing. And like, There's been a lot of goth skew on this. And, like, mm -hmm. Bright Eyes, I don't think Bright Eyes is emo either, even though, like, they're a very emotional band. Um, I think, like, to the music from a musical standpoint, like I feel like Alkaline Trio is there. Um, I'll preface this by saying Bright Eyes is like probably my favorite. They just got back to the, the got to got back together um, this year. They're putting out a new record. I can say this like they're a working band. They're my favorite like like living band. James's birthday party was literally a bunch that. of dudes getting together to play Bright Eyes covers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I love them. But and the only person who did a good job was Zach Zeller. <laughs> you did a great job. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Alkaline Trio. 
Whoa. I love Bright Eyes. They're like, they're my favorite band currently playing. They're, they're, it's like, you're getting the Kansas City Chiefs to play like the fucking um, Chicago Bulls right now. Like <laughs> Chicago, Alkaline Trio, whatever. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Chicago they're, they're Bears. Chicago. Chicago Bears. So like uh, a football team. They shouldn't be in this game, man. Like they're 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 really good. They're so good. They're just like this not this is not their where they should be. Matt. I think the Bright Eyes had an undeniable influence on emo. Um Yeah, shit, James, you're right. No, do your thing. No, no you're right no. though. You're right though. You, I think you're right. Um, God, this no, is. Do your thing. I'm trying to, but I'm also debating now. Um, wow, uh, this is it's bad. Palatable. For, it's palatable. Yeah, yeah. yeah Brenda, I, you know, I feel like I'm going to end up having to cast a deciding vote, which is going to make this even harder. Brenda, go ahead. Alkaline Trio. Easy. I knew he was gonna say that. Okay. Like, it's like so. I just I I, I don't know. Like I I like uh, Matt Skipper. I like the band. I just I I don't know really if the, I would define them as emo, but like I you know personally think wow. Alkaline Trio. Wow. I thought uh, Bright Eyes was gonna take this one. That's tangent- so crazy. I think like I think tangentially like within the genres, I think Alkaline Trio is like more emo. Like I get I just, like I get like. Connor Burst is like emotional, like probably more emotional than anybody and the songwriters in this fucking group. They're the b- fucking best band in the world, but like they shouldn't be in this competition. Yeah, they're not an emo <laughs> band. I think I think I've been swayed. They're not Shit. a fucking emo band. Uh and especially They don't have that BPM. They don't got that BPM. <laughs> they don't got that boop 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 boop. The fable. The song of the sound of settling BPM. Yeah, no, they're not an emo band. Uh, neither neither is Alkaline Trio, but they skew closer in spots. Yeah. Um, Emo's in a band. Like here Christian's it in a is band. again. Yeah, it seems like the first time. Did it. Whatever the fuck those lyrics are. Yeah. If you hate the taste of wine. wine. So slow. <laughs> <laughs> Alkaline Trio then, eh? It's like a, weight, it's like a weightlifting like a competition versus their marathon runner. Like a, like, a, like a fucking sprinter versus a weightlifter. <laughs> and if you swear that there's no truth, and who cares? So she's pinned a small silver wreath and pinned it onto me. Said this, this one, one will bring, bring you love. love. I don't know that it's true. I hope I that it's true. No, it's I don't know that it's true, but I keep it. For but he like life. he makes the l- lyrics every time. Yeah, Emmy Lou Harris never played on an emo record. Uh, I think I think I yeah, can. I refuse legit. to lump Emmy. Did you know that that Emmy Lou Harris is the female vocalist on a? Uh, Brad Eyes is more Oklahoman. I'll say that. Well, yeah, because they're from Omaha. Yeah, having having extensive. <laughs> yeah. but we're all Midwestern. Well, like, no, Chicago having having having, having some pretty. Our best following was in Omaha. Uh, I feel I feel there is a kinship between omaha and oklahoma city it's uh, omaha is like oklahoma city it's like what tulsa shit this is like michael jordan playing baseball like i just like just go play back go back go back to basketball (laughs) (laughs) for real yeah yeah Yeah. alkaline trio i'll give it to alkaline Alkaline trio Trio takes it over bright eyes you want to know the lyrics that kind of sold me on alkaline trio was from radio it was i'm making Uh, my plans for revenge red eyes on orange horizons if columbo's Columbus was wrong. I drive straight off the edge. Taking your own life with boredom. I'm taking my own life with wine. It helps you rule out the sorrow. It helps, helps me, me to empty, empty my, my mind. mind. 
that right That's there some shit. is like making some the most of a right bad there. time. That's some shit, bro. <laughs> there you go. That that was the deciding fact, or the deciding factor between those two bands for, you. for me. I wish you would take my radio to bathe with you plugged in and ready. Yeah. To fall. <laughs> oh yeah. The Saves the yeah. Day cover that is like my favorite too. That's another shout out to Saves the Day. I don't think I got enough props in this bracket mainly no, because they, they didn't appear they, in the bracket. Saves the day got, should. Well, they got knocked out in the first round. This by is like baseball. this is like boys. Saves the day. Saves <laughs> the day should have been a Sweet Sixteen team. Yeah, for they real. Been. They got knocked off by Modern Baseball though. Who yeah, we, that's a bad matchup. Yeah, I mean that's like putting Modern Baseball is the best emo band to current to be currently playing right now. Well, they don't currently play. Oh yeah, okay. What are right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Slaughter Beach they're, Dog. They're is, so fucking good though. Slaughter. Yeah. Be- How did Sorority Noise not make this list? Were they on the master list? Uh, we can look after. Yeah, I don't we, remember everyone that was on you there. You should we'll look at. No, we'll look at. It. I have a picture <laughs> of it. So. Well, that's, uh, so let's go through the matchups on that side of the bracket now that we've set up for the Sweet 16. Sorry, guys. I can't believe you guys pulled me off of Brad uh, Eyes. That was crazy. Sorry. Paramore, Forever the Sickest Kids. They're the best band on this bracket, though. At me. the drive-in, Dashboard. Hawthorne Heights, Get Up Kids, Promise Ring, Alkaline Trio. If Dashboard doesn't win this side of the bracket, I don't know. I Dashboard just... versus Taking Back Sunday or MCR for the... I no. really think, think Dashboard so? should make it through this side of the bracket. No, I think I think probably Mineral should get out into the final four on that. <laughs> I would want Get Up Kids to win, but I don't have any faith in them. Dude, world. can you imagine a final four matchup that's Mineral and the Get Up Kids? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want that? I, whatever they just whatever the people decide is do what you, I want. Do you want that though? Like, can you imagine having to have that conversation? I can't imagine. <laughs> I think MCR is going to be Mineral versus Oklahoma honestly, only imagines. Honestly, honestly, imagine Mineral that. and Dashboard is going to be hard enough. I think Dashboard will get the recency bias. I'm yeah, I throw think they will. Yeah. I think they'll get... Who do you have coming in next time? Uh, the people that made the bracket. So Ryan, Bo, and Emily. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know with that group of people. Yeah, we'll see. Bring a fourth body in. <laughs> I'll be here. And we'll have social... So we'll see what they say. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna not stop calling you. I'll just have you come in and sit in on that. You'll be like the old guys in the Muppets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just let let me let me just commentate on their choices. Anyway. <laughs> well, you guys did a great job picking these matchups, man. I really I'm really you coming I'm through. really pretty happy with how this. I'm pretty out. emo, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying that for years, James. Yeah, I'm, I I'm, think everybody knows it. That's why I play <laughs> drums instead of sing. Like, you put them on drums. Like, just let them do something stable. <laughs> um, it's like Jim Traber. Put him on drums. <laughs> Check out the Nims, the band, the very good band, not very emo, kind of emo sometimes. Check out Robust Safe City for comedy. Yes, Mike Allen's the best bass player in emo. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. Uh, Matt Jewett, uh, Matt Jewett ninety on Instagram. Um, I don't know. There's talks about there being a couple of more shut up magic shows. Not anything soon. I'll record. I'll record them. That's what you always say. Um, <laughs> you said you were going to record our last show. I I recorded. I have a I have an unreleased Madrid record that's very good. Oh, if shit. James if James would just put that record out instead of making me do it, it'd be out. <laughs> do you want me to do it? Yeah, just put it out. Okay. Just put it out exclusively on robotsafecity.com. On the bank oh, cap? Okay, okay. Nice. Or, is that, that going to master then? I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Don't pay me. Put it on Spotify. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> okay, I'm going <laughs> to. All right, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I should have uh, a show Saturday, April 3rd. I haven't booked it yet, but I, I need a warm up show because I'm playing with a great buddy of mine named Brian McPherson in Tulsa with Mike Williams from the Agony Scene and uh, Joey Myside. 
so if you're in the Tulsa area listening to this, I will be in your town at um, the first shop on Sunday, April 4th or 5th. I can't remember what, I think it's the 4th, whatever. The first Sunday in April, I'll be at the first shop uh, with Mike Williams, Brian McPherson from Boston slash Los Angeles uh, and Joey my side. And there will probably be Friday or Saturday in Oklahoma City of that weekend to show here with me and um, I'm gonna go ahead and say probably Pete Allen and Gabriel Knight Hancock. Nice, because they'll they'll agree to play it with me. So. Keep an eye out for Matt's projects for sure. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan Nutter. I've got a podcast coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's called OKC Music Showcase. We kind of just came up with this idea. I've uh, been mulling over different ideas over the last two years since I graduated on what I wanted to do with my uh, degree. And I kind of decided that I was going to do a podcast that focus, uh, focuses on the local <coughs> music talent around here in Oklahoma City. And basically it's just to promote people's work and kind of talk about their musical background, their inspirations, what got them into music and what kind of, you know, fuels their passion. My troubling and life. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> And uh, basically their goals and aspirations. And it's kind of just like a, a platform for them to be able to uh, talk about their, their art and kind of what uh, makes them happy and, uh, you know, making music and whatnot. And, you know, we're just kind of doing our own thing. And, you know, uh, I got my friend Julie and my friend Ryan on the podcast. And we're going to be also doing this thing where we do Spotify playlists too. And we'll have people uploading their music and what they like to listen to and kind of just sharing the love and sharing music and stuff like that. And you can catch us at uh, Instagram on OKC Music Showcase Pod or on Facebook at OKC Music Showcase Podcast and then on Twitter at OKC uh, Showcase. And just, yeah, if you want to give us a like and kind of check back. We, we're going to have content coming pretty soon. We're, we're right starting on, to record our podcast uh, and start having it coming out by the beginning of March. Hey, by the time this airs, yeah, pretty be much a few episodes, hopefully. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're so, uh, and we're we got a couple guests for you right here on yeah, the couch. For so. sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think my list is up to like 35 people now. It's awesome, yeah. Dude. We if we're, we're taking off pretty quick, and that's yeah. that's six months worth of episodes, man. Yeah, yeah it's 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 pretty uh, pretty overwhelming, but also at the same time, pretty flattering because you know, we really don't have anything to show for right now except for the idea, and everybody's just so you know cool about getting on board with it and just kind of speaks volumes about the Oklahoma City you know, Metro and how it's, they view music. So. It's because sure. musicians have giant egos and yeah. we all want to talk about <laughs> I love to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Next episode will be the finale of March Sadness. Wait, so they get to pick the 16 through the finals. Yes. I don't like It's going to be crazy. It's <laughs> going to be crazy. Uh, but we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Later. Later. Peace. Imagine that. <laughs> Please don't edit that out. <laughs>